Joining us today is Katia Rave from Rave Strategy Studios. Katia helps coaches, speakers, and driven service-based business owners to start, grow, and build a serious six-figure business through public speaking. Her clients use her proven methods to get booked on stages worldwide and develop an endless stream of leads, clients, and cash. As the CEO of Rave Strategy Studio and the creator of the Get Leads, Clients, and Cash Speaking Success System, she guides her clients to stop the income roller coaster and sharpen their client acquisition and conversion skills to boost their bottom line. Welcome to the Focus and Bloom podcast, a business and lifestyle podcast for creative souls and dream makers. Each week, we'll talk about how to build your brand and tackle work-life balance with purpose and joy, one action at a time. Here's your host, Josenia Bocanegra. Hello, Katia. Bonjour. Bonjour, bonjour, Yesenia. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today. I'm so excited to have you on the other side of the, t the other chair. <laughs> I know. Thank you for having me as a guest. I'm so happy. So before we dive into the questions, can you share a little bit about you and what is your new normal? Wow, what is my new normal? So believe it or not, actually, my new normal hasn't changed too, too much. I am someone who works on Zoom with clients. So, you know, I work at home. So that hasn't changed. I don't really go out to eat because I love to cook. So that has not changed much. And I'm not really a fan of shopping unless I'm overseas or in Argentina. So that hasn't really <laughs> changed beside my inability really to travel as a keynote speaker as someone who gets on stage you know to generate a lot of my leads and like I teach my client traveling obviously right now and events have been canceled so that has changed a little bit and so what I've been doing is I have pivoted just a little bit and I have basically used online as a platform to you know to use my speaking. I love that, you know, in all of the situation, there's a, this silver lining where we are being forced to think outside the box and try new things that we wouldn't normally or with other vibes not try. Because, well, if you want to stay creative, stay innovative within our own business, we need to figure new things out and just, you know, being online, everybody's online right now. So why not? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> and, and it's, I mean, it, it's something that for me, I knew that I needed to do. It's just I was so busy doing other things, then it was not a priority. But then when when you are forced to do it, you know, and now this is a lot of the things that I cater to my client with, instead of teaching them how to get on stage and create a signature talk for that. Now we just had to pivot a little bit and we're offering to, you know, help them. How do you do live? How do you do live with guests? How do you collaborate with people? And how do you use the essence of your talk still with, you know, getting an infinite amount of leads, but online? And the skills that they're able to develop right now will really help them once we go back to whatever the new normal will be or back to normal. So that's really good because then they'll be able to put those skills into practice in the day-to-day -day interaction with people, but then bring that online as well. So it's, it's really adding a lot of value to their business and that 
customer interaction, which is great. Yes, yes, yes. I really think so. And I think it's it's taking some of the nerves out for them because really when you think about it, I mean, you just have a camera. Yeah, I mean, not just a camera, but versus having, you know, 500 people in front of you. So they're getting really used to their talk and how to draw some energy and how to have their own energy. That way, when they'll be ready to get on stage, I think they'll they'll knock it out, out of the park. Yep, it's a good practice run mm-hmm. for sure. All right, so we are going to talk about public speaking and like how you can use that to uplevel your business and like get more leads. So, can you tell us more about public speaking and how we can use that to as a tool to generate leads? Yes, yes. So I, I think the the number one priority is when you have someone like me who's a business coach and who tell my clients you don't have a choice. We're going to put you on stage. This is how you know. We, we have to conquer that is what is the purpose of you being on stage? It's your why. You know, we, we always go back to that. I think whatever aspect of a business, it's what are your why? What is the purpose of you being on stage? What do you want to happen at the end? And that's really the number one priority. I agree. And I think it's not just for public speaking, but in, in general, you should have a purpose or a drive that will help guide you in your decision-making process with your business and in your marketing. So it's not just like, well, I'm going to set up a business because, well, I'm going to do something and not really have a background purpose and drive. And same thing goes with your marketing, with your speaking, with, with your speaking as well. So like there's, there should be something that there's that, ultimate goal that will be driving you into the next step. That's right. When I I tell them, I say, it depends what you, what do you want to, I mean, for me, the purpose of teaching them speaking is to get leads, but some people I teach just a signature talk without teaching the, the, the business part and they want to do a tech talk or they want to learn how to sell from the stage, or they want, I mean, there's so many different ways of speaking, or they want to just be a keynote speaker and get paid. So I think when you know what is the purpose of it for your business, then we can develop a strategy of going backward. So you mentioned signature talk. How how can somebody develop their signature talk? You know, it's it's funny. Someone asked me that uh, yesterday, and I don't think, Anybody actually had that question before, which which is interesting now than you know the questions who are who are coming in. A signature talk is really the essence of who you are. And the way I I I was thinking of that last night, and I was like, how can I really describe? And it's basically, you know, as a photographer, you're probably gonna appreciate that. It's really the way then you are looking at the world through your own lens. It's what is your point of view? When you have your point of view, really figure it out. What is your point of view on everything, whether it's on finances, on cooking, on traveling, on, you know, parenting, on business. When you have figured out what is your overall point of view in a general idea, then we can kind of narrow it down to the business. And now we know what you are about. What do you believe? What do you stand up for? What would you put a fight with someone, you know, on what subject, when you have discovered that, then we know at the core what you really are about. And then we can take your point of view, what you do in your business, and what pinpoint do you fix in your business? Who is your ideal audience? And boom, we put all of this together. And then you have your signature talk. 
I mean, nobody has the same point of view. We can find 10,000 people who have the same job. We can find so many other people who are going to exactly the same niche, the same everything. However, the point of view of these two people could be the opposite. And that's how you stand out. That's how you make yourself different. And in a signature talk, it is my job to have the right question to ask to really discover what is this point of view. Because most of the time, most people don't even know what is their own point of view. And that's really great because it's it's what's going to help people resonate with, with what you do, not just on the level of them potentially hiring you, but also like them realizing things that they didn't think of in a, a different circumstance. So I think, and you also mentioned like it's mixing your point of view and then those pinpoint problems and how are you going to mix and mingle the two together because we're not reinventing the wheel. We're sure putting not. together our, our own secret sauce to it. That's right. Yeah, this is what makes us different. You know, yes. so, so many people ask me this, you know, they're like, why would you have another like, business coach on, you know, on your live? And I'm like, oh my gosh, their point of view and my point of view, we totally the opposite, you know? So uh, why wouldn't I? That way we can serve even more people. There's a lot of people who don't like my style. They don't like my way. They don't like my accent. They don't like many things about me. But I stand out, like, you know, out of, you know, out of a bunch of people and on the stage even more because of what I teach. And that's important to, to, for people to know that it's okay if that not everybody will resonate with you. And that's fine. You will have your own audience. That's right. It's, that's, that's important. Yeah. I always say it's better to have, you know, when I pitch myself, for example, I, I really love what you said. If I can go just on that a little bit. When I pitch myself, I am very clear about what I am not. And it is more important when I pitch myself for the event planner to know what I am not, because then they can decide in a heartbeat if I am for them or not. And, you know, I start my pitch by, hey, we've been told a lie. I mean, so already that says a lot about how I speak. That says a lot about my style. That says a lot about how... Franche or, or direct, direct I am about, you know, about the language I use. And some event planners are like, oh, no, right from the beginning, we don't want that. And some others are like, oh my gosh, we totally need her on our, on our stage. And that's fine because we have an, there's, there's always an audience for everybody. That's right. So you mentioned that right now when you're teaching, you're, you've sort of pivoted a little bit so that you can coach your clients to do lives. And in these lives are a little bit of a training ground for them for when we go back to normal and go back to actually public speaking. So one thing that I'm sure a lot of people go through this is like the fear of public speaking. So do you have any sort of like tips to help with that? Yes, I think, you know, when... When you really know your thing, when you know what you teach, when you're sure about, when you're really sure about who's your ideal client and you know they're there in the audience, when you know exactly for sure what you do, how you help people, already this is 75% of your confidence. And then do you know your own thing better than me? And I think that's, that's what I tell my client. I say, I cannot know something in your field better than you. You have to come out knowing your stuff. So you have to read, you have to get knowledge, you have to know that because you cannot have someone in the audience who's going to look at your stats, for example, and say, ah, she's not right. 
So one, one of those things is when you really have that confidence, when you know your subject forward, backward, sideways, and many, many different ways, <laughs> the fear is, yes, you do get the little butterfly right before it because you're like, am I going to trip with those super high heels? Or, but, <laughs> but those really go away the moment you open your mouth. The second thing then I would say who makes a big difference on the fear or not the fear is, are you there for you? Are you there for them? When we are there for them and when we are there to deliver value, it is never about me on stage. So yeah, of course, I need to look the part. I need to be dressed. I need to be, you know, my hair done, my makeup, obviously like those things, but it's never about me. It's what do I do for them? What am I, what value do I bring them? So when you really make it about them, about your audience, you really feed off of the energy of it and you really eliminate a lot of the part of I am fearful. Why are you fearful of public speaking? Because it's about you and that's what it's all about. It's like, oh my gosh, what if I mess up? What if I, it's not, I tell my client, I say, it's not, It's not if you're going to mess up. It's when you're going to mess up. You're going to mess up. So you just need to know then we just don't know when it's going to happen. And then, you know, I always give them tips for that. For example, it's not uh, like people are worried they're going to forget their words. What if I forget my words? Well, that means then you have something so memorized then it's not anymore about giving to your audience because you're not catering it to them. Instead, what we want is we really want to learn into little vignettes. That way we bring it in. And then if you forget the word or uh, who cares, you have your vignette, you know your job, you know your stuff, you know your trade, you know what you're talking about. So the words come out anyway, maybe not the way you wanted them. But again, it's not about you. It's about that. Yeah, that's really, that's a really good point. I love that you mentioned want confidence that you and educate yourself. Like you really have to do the research, make sure that you know what you're talking about. Cause you do. if you're speaking on t- in front of 500 people and you have no clue what you're talking about, that's right. I don't think it's going to be great. That's right. <laughs> and you're going to have people like me who are going to challenge you. So I have been in an audience where I actually knew more about the subject than the person who spoke. And she asked for questions. So I was like, I could be wrong. But I was like, hey, you know, what about, you know, and and you have to follow the news. Like it was like that morning, then something had come out. And what she had said was totally not aligned with it. So I was like, hey, you know, what about that? And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, this morning on the news, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, I didn't know that. And suddenly I was more the expert in the audience than she was on the stage. And I, I felt really bad. But I assumed she knew, honestly. But suddenly I, I diminished. So I tell my client, I never want them to be in this position. So they always have to look at the news that morning, the news the, the day before. I don't care how, how late they go to bed. But, you know, just to make sure that they're aware if there's something in their industry who popped out was very important. That's a really, really great tip for sure. All right. So... If somebody is interested in in doing public speaking, how can they start? You know, I I always tell people, I mean, for for me, I'm like, know what you do. And then when you know what you do, go to a networking event and try it out. And then if you see people having a blank face, you need to try it again. You need to craft another another thing. And again, it's not about knowing it by heart. It's about knowing 
what you do for sure. And then you move on to what are the two things that I teach? What are the two main things that I teach? Not 10,000, two. And then you develop, you know, you develop a talk, you know, pretty much around that. I think it, once you're, once you feel confident and, and you know, you really know what you're talking about, everything's just going to flow. It yeah. might not come out as eloquently as you'd like, but it's going to come out and, you know, you're going to be able to project that, you know, what you're talking about. And that's, right. and it's trial and, course, that's the thing. yeah, it's trial and error. You're going to have to go and to, I mean, for me, I, I can tell you what I do in like, I didn't know it by heart, you know, but I know for sure who do I help? I help speakers, I help coaches, and I help people who are creative in the, you know, in the service-based industry. What do I do? I help them run their business, start their business, grow their business. Boom, that's what I do. What is one of the strategies that I do? By using public speaking. And then I can kind of repurpose this, you know, what one of the things that I know I say, it's like... What do I know about my clients or the people who want to hire me? They're having the what I call the income roller coaster. So when you know for sure what you do and what are the strategy, then the, the two main things, then you help people, then you can say kind of even like just like I said, you know? <laughs> and knowing your client is important. Like knowing really those pinpoints because then that will give you that extra dose of confidence because you know. You know what you do and you know that there is that particular pinpoint problem that you can help them with. Yes. You'll be able to feel more confident when you're speaking about that, when you're reaching those potential clients, when you're networking and when you're doing your thing. That's right. And don't be afraid to add. Like, I mean, honestly, with everything that's happening, I just posted on my Facebook. What is the num on my regular page, not on my business page? I just wanted to know what was one of the biggest problems that people were having. And they're like, I don't know how to do live. I don't, I, I can't get off the couch. I can't, you know, okay. That, what does that mean in my word? Time management mm -hmm. and using public speaking as a thing. And I cater to it. I'm teaching my, I mean, there's some people who have hired me, you know, the past two weeks. And all I do, it's in the morning. I'm like, hey, this is, this is what you have to tackle today. I just, I'm, I just help them basically to have an accountability partner to get up, get off the couch. You have to cater within your field to what is the need. And if you don't ask them, you just don't know. Yeah. And what better, what better market research than to ask your own audience? Oh my gosh, you can <laughs> do <Perfect>. that. <laughs> so to you, what are the best resources that have helped you along the way as you've built your coaching and public speaking career? Uh, some of the resources, well, higher, I mean, I have three coaches, you know, so those, I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to, I tell people, I say it's very, uh, pretentious of people to say hire me when they don't have one of those, you know, that's not, you know, number one. Uh, you know, for me, I also have five people. It's a circle of five people who are, we very like-minded. We are pretty much the same, same place in our business. You know, we, we fluctuating, but we basically in competition with each other in a good way, you know, and it's like, you know, we check in, uh, and those are, you know, amazing resources. And then, of course, I mean, I would not leave without technology, you know, technology and, you know, whether we're talking about acuity, whether we're talking about Zoom, whether we're talking about Grammarly for me. You know, that's, that's a big thing. 
in speaking in itself, it was really understanding what things I can dress on stage. So because I am French, I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty cool and funky in the way I dress. I, you know, uh, I have my own style. However, on stage, your own style doesn't always work. And that was definitely something I had to evaluate. And now then I teach as well. You know, it's like, hey, we, do, we don't want to dress too, too high, too much higher than our audience. You don't want to put things, you know, for example, I, I never wear those earrings uh, on stage because if I have a mic, they move a little bit and they make a tiny noise. You know, little things like that. Bracelet is the same. I mean, all of those resources, you know, are amazing. My CRM has been a livelihood for me. Uh, I, I wouldn't go without a CRM. I really keep track. Keeping track, knowing my numbers at the beginning of the month and where I want to be at the end of the month and then breaking it down by week, breaking it down by day and not going to really making a commitment to myself. So Katya, what about things to avoid doing when it comes to public speaking? What to avoid doing? I would say avoid trying to be like everybody else because people have a really a tendency as speakers to say, to look at the speaker who was in front of us or two speakers in front of us and going like, oh, wow, she was so cool. She was so wonderful. And yeah, I need to bring more of this. So we change, you know, we have a tendency to want to change things at the last minute. And it's like, it, it's a no, no. I tell my client, I was like, you don't, you know, you have a plan, you follow the plan. And, you know, you want to be comfortable in your own thing. So I, I would definitely say that's one of the things to avoid. Um, and really avoid going to places where, you don't have your ideal client. I, I made that mistake, you know, uh, um, you know, like everybody else. I, it, when I'm telling you what to avoid, it's because I have made those mistakes. And one of the things I had gone to this really, really cool event, I mean, leadership woman, definitely not more into the uh, high CEOs and definitely not my crowd. They, you know, they, first of all, they, they looked at me like, what are you talking about? I had not done a great job. You know, I had a great talk, but again, my talk was not made for the audience. And that's when I decided to, you know, to, to switch from, I had an amazing, amazing coach, uh, speaking coach. However, you know, the, the, the talk was just crafted beautifully and that, is something that I really took. I used the talk once and then I never re-delivered the talk because no matter how beautiful it was, it wasn't for a purpose. It wasn't for my audience. It didn't have the things that I do. And that I would, I would avoid. I would avoid that. Um, I would avoid just being allured by these, you know, uh, Facebook ad. 20, spend $27 with me today and you'll make six figure. I think that's one of the big things that I say to uh, to avoid your return on investment is um, like j- just just be smart, you know, when when you pick and choose. Um, and I would say just avoid procrastination. I think it's so much easier to you know to get it done by Thursday, and then you have the rest of the week to chill out if you really want to. But that's 
you know, waiting until the last minute is um, is not great. And the last thing I would say um, is really don't avoid avoiding your numbers. People avoid looking at their numbers. They they definitely they don't want to take a look at what's coming in and what's going out. And when you really have a good idea of that, then you can really start to make sense decisions. Oh my gosh, yes. I can I'm so glad that you brought up the financial aspect of things yeah. because I mean, it's we need business. to we, it's a business. Yeah. It's a business. Yeah. No, <laughs> we need to know. Yeah. We definitely need to know what's going what's coming in, what's coming out, what frequency and if our efforts because this is not easy running a business is not easy. There's there's a lot of effort put into it. We want to make sure that this effort is worth it and then that we're getting that return that we really return on investment that we really want and right. and yeah absolutely and oh go ahead no 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 <laughs> like like you just went on something like one of the uh in in my book coming out i actually talk a lot about sales you know i so i love sales and i teach my client after what comes after the talk you know after after they deliver the signature talk you know how do we convert you know, how do we convert these, these people in the audience? So we talk sales. And I had a person telling me, uh, and, and that's, that's in the chapter of the book, saying, like, I didn't sign on to be in sales. And I was like, I am so sorry to break it down to you. But what is being in business? Being in business, it's uh, de- we're delivering value. It's a transaction. And in exchange, we're getting something. And that something is money. And the definition of business is actually making a profit. It's making money. And if we are not looking at numbers, then we're kind of doomed because we are not going to make money. Yeah, <laughs> that couldn't be more true. And two things that are really, I think are super important that you've mentioned. One, stay true to yourself, like not be, not try and, and become somebody else, especially changing things last minute when you're oh. about to go <laughs> on stage and finances because it, it is a business. So we definitely need to look at our finances and set a plan, That's right. set a plan for that. All right. So before we wrap up our talk today, I want to do a lightning round. And this is where I'll ask you a few questions, non-podcast speaking, business related. And this is just for fun. All right. All you need to do is answer the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. All right. So coffee or tea? Coffee. What is your favorite word? Photography. Oh, what are you not very good at? Swimming. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was hard when I did my triathlon. Poof, I am not good well, at that's it. That's right. You did, you did triathlons. <laughs> Swimming. I am not good at it. I'm terrible at the biking part. <laughs> if you were a type of food, what type of food would you be? I would be uh, a shell, like a, uh, a fruit de mer. Uh, um, you know, it would be like uh, either a crab, an oyster. No, I would be an oyster, <laughs> the pearl. Look, I love pearl. I would be an oyster. oyster. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? The water, the ocean. Actually, more what? specifically, uh, the bells of the sailboat on the harbor in the ocean 
Oh, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I actually used to fall asleep. My house is on is is in the ocean in France, and I used to fall asleep to that sound. And I did not know I missed it so much until I moved out. Wow! Wow! What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? None. I think I have done. I owned a spa. I was into photography. And, you know, photojournalism was really my, my thing. And this is it for me because I get to open a lot of different kind of business. And this is, this is really, I, 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 there's no better job. There's nothing else because I work with photographers. I work with massage therapists. I work with attorneys. I work with accountants. Like I feel like I, I get to experience every single job. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And another question, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? I would be, be able to go somewhere super fast. That way I could go home very fast, give a kiss to my little nephew. And on the way back, I would stop in Martinique and I would give a hug to my parents. And then I would be back here for my family by dinner. So speed, oh, speed, speed going, I don't know, <laughs> whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I think especially now, don't we all, wouldn't we all wish to just like slap a finger and yes. then be and somewhere? Then, and, then, and then at night after dinner, I would just like take myself to Buenos Aires to go to a milonga. So yes, actually oh that's, that's definitely something that I would love. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> and finally, where can our listeners connect with you online? Well, they can connect with me on uh, all social media, uh, on LinkedIn and on Instagram. I am Katia Ravi, Katia, K-A-T-I-A, and Rave, uh, to say the American way, R-A-V-E. And uh, on Facebook, it's uh, Business Strategy Studio. Uh, on my website is Ravi Strategy Studio. It's pretty... I mean, just just type Katya Javi on Google and you'll have like all the social media coming in. Wonderful. Katya, thank you so very much for being on today's episode. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat and share your expertise and your knowledge on speaking and just a little more information. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Merci beaucoup. De rien, de rien. Merci <laughs> en, tant que, en tant que guest. It was a pleasure to be your guest. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Focus and Bloom podcast. Check us out on Instagram at underscore Focus and Bloom for more business tips and inspiration. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Focus and Bloom podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, go ahead and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback means the world and it helps others discover the show. And if you want to get your hands on more video podcasting resources, head on over to focusandbloomstudios.com and check out our tools and resources for video podcasters and content creators just like you. I'll see you on the next episode.